this article about the MetaQuest and kind of like how Meta wants to give workers a virtual office, which to me immediately made me cringe. Like that sentence, I was like, please no. This is so bad for people's mental health. I wait, think. wait, wait. Did you say they're trying to make this a virtual, they're trying to use this for virtual office? Welcome back to the Digital Dive Podcast, a conversation about tech. My name is Darsh. I am heavily caffeinated and I'm one of your hosts. I'm Jacqueline. I'm your other host. Super excited to be back. This week's episode, we're talking about the new iPads, an update on the Apple like USB Type-C situation, and then also some VR stuff, the metaverse. If you like what you hear this episode, guys, make sure to hit that follow button on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts and make sure that you get notified of every episode and it helps us get this show out to even more people. With that being said, I also want to give a huge shout out to Sebarama, who left a five-star review on the podcast, labeling it the best tech podcast. Ooh. Thank you. You have uh, not humbled me at all right now. <laughs> the opposite of humbling. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better tech podcast. So as of right now, I'm feeling pretty, pretty, pretty good about myself. And I hope you guys are too, because it's going to be a great episode today. And if you guys want a chance to be featured next week in next week's episode, when it comes to reviews, go drop a five-star review or even a two-star, whatever you guys are feeling, however you guys like the podcast, drop it down below and we'll be shouting them out next week. With that being said, roll the intro. Dude, before we hop into this first iPad topic, let's just do like a two minute life update for everyone because it's been a week since our last episode. And the last episode we did was kind of a weird one where we weren't together at the same time. So we both just split the episode and each recorded a half of it. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was really funny too because I remember like I was just sitting on my own just like, okay, like this is like kind of a solo episode, but I know. it's not a solo episode. And then we jumped on this call. We're like, yeah, okay, we haven't talked in like two weeks. This is strange. Like we actually haven't been on a call in two weeks, which is probably one of the first times in almost three years. Yeah, I think so. Like genuinely, it's the longest we've gone without talking in forever, which is crazy. But yeah, so last week, just like to give a little update, I was in Paris actually for a work event with a company called Philips. You guys probably know they do a ton of different TVs, appliances, like the works. And they just came out with a brand new gaming monitor line. That's like a sub brand of the company focused around like being a product that supports A, diversity in the space. And then B, isn't like overly like red and black RGB lights. Like it's pretty subtle and clean and it looks sick. And Paris is also incredible. Yeah, I saw all those all the coffee snaps and I was so jealous. I was like <laughs> Going to Europe and drinking coffee is one of those things that like you have to go do. And I can't stress this enough because it's just like a, it's a thing. Like espresso comes from Europe. Like that's where it's originated. Like if you go to, like if you buy an Americano coffee, I think I might've told, told this the reasoning why it's called Americano before, but I'm going to explain it again. I don't think you did on the pod. Let's do it. Okay. So I found this out when I was in Spain visiting my aunt. She pretty much sat me down and was like, do you know why they call um, an Americano coffee an Americano? Like why? She was like, well, Americans like everything grandiose. So when they came to Europe and started visiting and they wanted coffee, what they realized was that there was no espresso that was large enough to be like a large coffee. So all the uh, Europeans ended up doing was just adding hot water to That's espresso so interesting. to make it more grandiose and less potent for the Americans who like the drip coffee style more. I just thought that was, I thought that was incredibly interesting. Now, again, I did get this from my aunt, so I don't know how much truth there <laughs> is in this. I just assumed that she was telling me the truth. I hope she was, but I just think it's a very interesting coincidence. But yes, espresso is from Europe. And if you ever want to start making your own espresso, buy European beans, specifically Italian beans. Uh, I recommend Lavazza as a brand. Mm. They're phenomenal and they have different intensity levels. So very, very, very highly recommend that. Love it. My little update is I graduated, like officially so I got sick. my degree. I got the most expensive piece of paper I've ever spent for. Yeah, dude, honestly, um, I'm genuinely so proud expensive. of you. Like for everyone that doesn't know, Darsh went to one of the best schools in the world. 
and studied like honestly one of the hardest things and just like through sheer perseverance made it through and like did really really well as well well i mean i wouldn't call it the hardest uh one of the hardest i think it is though it was definitely challenging it was challenging for me because I'm not a very mathematical person, and it was a lot of linear algebra I would die. calculus. That like I genuinely, but it, it was a it was a four it was a long four years. I'm finally done. I got a very expensive piece of paper, and I will say, it was like as far as expensive pieces of paper go, like it felt like good cardstock. You know, like like, <laughs> like it was like that six dollar cardstock type feel. Like I, I felt great about it. Jokes aside, though, I'm happy to finally be done. I can focus a little bit more on the podcast being a m- more of hopefully soon to be a full time thing. If we can make that happen, that'd be sick. You know, that'd be yeah, cool. Coolio <laughs> Spadudio. But I don't know why I started saying Coolio Spadudio recently. I don't know. I, I actually don't understand. It. No, this is not. a. Is this a thing? No, really? like, like straight up. Like, I messaged my buddy the other day and I was like, yo, we just posted this video on at Bonding Boys Stop. on Instagram and TikTok. If you guys want to go check out my other uh, social medias. We posted a video and I said it to my buddy and I was like, yo, I thought you might find this video Coolio Spadudio. And I've just been using it ever since. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Um, one of my really good friends says "babes" all the time. Hey, babes. babes, like unironically, and, and now it's become part of my vocabulary too. And I texted her the other day. I was like, "You're ruining my vocab." Like, <laughs> she'd be like, "Babes, come over," and it's just like I feel like you're so influenced by the people that you hang out with, just like surely on uh, on every level, but especially on like the way that you speak. Like, they do definitely change like your vernacular oh absolutely i'm just waiting for the day that uh jacqueline drops a video on youtube and it starts out with hey babes oh shoot started out wrong let's <laughs> like and, and know and knowing the way that youtube works and the way to keep everyone engaged like i know it's gonna be a cut like it's not gonna be like you're just gonna take it out it's gonna be like hey babes oh wait wait sorry make, <laughs> and then okay sorry okay. that's so funny oh my god yeah all right so we both kind of had eventful weeks also one of my best friends had gone to paris before me like really recently and so she actually was a person that sent me the coffee shop rex so I did enjoy the coffee a lot. And also they have a um, like soccer slash football team there. And the event was at their stadium. They rented out the entire stadium and we got to like go in the locker room and like be on the pitch. It was pretty sick. Now that's cool. That's really, really, really cool. You know what else is really cool, dude? The new iPad. Yo, okay. I was about to try to make a transition, but that was flawless. Wow. That was, <laughs> that was incredible. So if you guys have been living under a rock and you haven't seen what an iPad is, it's just like tablet looking thing that has a screen on the front that runs iPad OS. Um, okay that aside so pretty much the new ipad 10th generation is this now i guess redesigned overhaul to the ipad line now this is the base ipad and if you guys like recognize the ipad from previous years like the normal generation of ipad it had a touch id button on it and you could use apple pencil one now the upgrade here is that there is no more touch id on the bottom i believe that is on the top like the ipad air and it is a like full screen it's like a proper big 10 inch screen that goes diagonally across with no buttons and a little bit of a bezel something similar to that of the ipad air and i'm honestly really happy about this jacqueline what are your thoughts about this new ipad i think it's pretty great and the fact that they went usb type c finally is a big move and i think it speaks to this topic that we're going to discuss later with the iphone potentially going usb type c but i think it just makes the ipad an easier device to buy now because you're getting so much more value but at a very similar price point no absolutely like i had a hard time recommending to anyone the normal ipad just for the purpose of I guess longevity, because if you're gonna buy the normal iPad when it had the like Touch ID at the base of it and this big, these big big bezels and this overhauled ex- design from like five six seven years ago, now we have this brand new design which is not really that new. It's the iPad Air design just with a little bit of thicker bezels, and it's just it's nice to see. Like I- I'm just genuinely happy that it's here because when I like for my sister for example, she just recently bought an iPad Air, and if this had come out sooner, I would have been like, yo, you should just get the normal iPad. Like you only need this for note taking. You only need this for like, 
like like watching Netflix, FaceTime calls, like you're not really going to use it for much more than that. The normal iPad would be great, but I didn't recommend it to her because of the old design. Now there's this new design. I'm like, yo, this is pretty cool. And because of those new designs, these upgrades you're, on the outside, you also get upgrades on the internal as well, which is very, very good to see because now it's no longer competing with last generation's iPads. It's competing with now the current generation, which is fantastic. What do you think this does to the regular iPad Air? See, that's the issue that I've been having with Apple as like, at least with this generation of devices that they've let out this year. It seems like they've made it a very, very, I'm not going to say frustrating, but frustrating decision-making process. Because if you sit down and you're looking at any lineup of devices, you get kind of caught in this in-between where it's like, there is this gray area between two different tiers that becomes, how do I describe? Like it, it becomes a little, str- like it becomes a little strange because you can go for, you can offer the higher and more expensive device that has like marginally better either processing or marginally better design, nicer design, marginally better uh, presentation, I guess. But then you go for the slightly lower one, which is more likely to fit the need case and the, and the use case that you actually need. So that's what I find to be quite interesting. I agree with you. I, I feel like they're making so many different options now for people that like it's sometimes hard to decide which one's the right one. We have like the same issue with like the phones and even like tablets. Yeah, like, like pretty much this year with the iPhone 14, right? If you're going to buy the iPhone 14, I would just say go buy the iPhone 13 Pro from the year before. It's like around the same price. And at that point, you're getting an extra camera. Um, you're getting cooler features and you're getting like 120 hertz uh, refresh rate. Like you're getting more features from a previous year's generation than you are from the new years. And so in this situation with the normal iPad, I think it's a great upgrade to see, but it's also extremely confusing. And now because of the way that it is built and designed, you aren't going to be able to use the new um, Apple Pencil. It only uses the first generation, which is kind of frustrating. And none of the uh, keyboard, like none of the main accessories that work with the iPad Pro or the Air, I believe, they aren't necessarily targeted towards the normal iPad consumers. So now they have these new like keyboards and accessories that are still like dumb expensive, like a two hundred and fifty dollar Magic Keyboard. That's dumb expensive. At that point, wouldn't you rather just yeah? Buy that a Magic is wild. Keyboard? At that point, I'd rather buy a Magic Keyboard and a Magic Trackpad separately. Yeah, but then like you lose like the convenience factor. Well, yeah, you lose the convenience factor, but also it's just like like I don't know. I feel like they've they've made it almost like a surface. This keyboard folio case looks exactly like the surface uh the old surface surfaces that used to be around like the basic tablet with the with that kickback uh stand that sits on your lap like it doesn't seem like it was never really useful there and i feel like now it's it's brought to the ipad and it's an apple faction like 10 years late and not great <laughs> at least my belief so speaking of like 10 years late i just want to quickly address the other usb type c like 10 years late technology thing because apple's obviously been using lightning but a lot of other phones are moving over to usb type c and a couple episodes ago, Darsh and I talked about the new law in the EU that's like standardizing charging. Darsh, you just want to give an update on the situation. I feel like you know it a lot better than I do. And there's kind of a big update. Well, yeah. So it's this is the most direct that Apple has gotten at pretty much acknowledging the new uh, EU legislation that pretty much allowed and made for USB-C to become the main and primary uh, charging platform for all small devices in Europe. So they made this legislation to help eliminate e-waste. And now what Apple has pretty much done is Greg Joswiak, or Joswiak, I don't know if I'm butchering the name, said that obviously we'll have to comply with the EU's new USB-C rules while criticizing them for e-waste implications and inconveniencing customers. I think that this is the most direct acknowledgement we're getting that we're going to have USB-C by autumn 2024, like on the iPhone. It's kind of crazy. I'm like actually shocked that like this is the route. Well, I'm shocked that Apple's not giving more pushback. Like Apple is known just to not really follow what anyone else says. Like the FBI tried getting Apple years ago to break into a device of a terrorist, for example. 
And the entire, their entire reason behind not saying yes was like, if you do this once, we're going to do it again and again and again for lower and lower risk reasons. And it's going to like open yeah. up the whole privacy, con- all these privacy concerns. And they were, they were pushing back. They were fighting the FBI in court about this. Like they, they put a lot of pushback before eventually I think they had to create some kind of a backdoor. But that aside with this specifically, I'm surprised because Apple has laid back from doing this for so long. It'll be curious to see whether or not they just implement the USB-C edition of the phone in Europe and then keep North America still with Lightning, or if they go full USB-C amongst everything, or if they go fully portless. Like this, There's three options that's going to happen here, and we're just going to have to wait and see what gets rolled out in the next year or two. Yeah, I'm actually really excited to see how this unfolds, just also from like a psychology, like analyzing the company's choices perspective. But I'm, I'm also surprised that they acknowledged it, at least in this way. The last thing I want to talk about before we hop into stuff we like this week, which is a part of the podcast where we give some recommendations for things that we're enjoying, is this article about the MetaQuest and kind of like how Meta wants to give workers a virtual office, which to me immediately made me cringe. Like that sentence, I was like, please no. This is so bad for people's mental health, I think, is like my first take. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say they're trying to make this a virtual, they're trying to use this for virtual office? Yeah, the, the um, subline on this article says Meta wants to give workers a virtual office. Now that's interesting. See, that's an interesting, so I was going to go and talk, I was, like my, my perspective with this was like, at least what I was looking at specifically for this device was that like it was more of a prosumer device and that this is like probably one of the so pretty much the meta quest pro is a brand new vr headset coming from meta now it is a prosumer device it's coming in at 1400 dollars or 1500 1499 you know that like little like it's a dollar under 1500 yep. so you feel like it's cheaper like that entire business um that pricing strategy yep. it's it's absurd how much how much it actually changes it because I look at this and I'm like, okay, it's fourteen hundred bucks, and then I have to like do a double thing. Like, no, no, no it's fifteen hundred. Like, let me slow yeah, down. Yeah, so true. That aside, this entire situation is I find very interesting because Meta is what I guess the starting point for what they want to be. They want to be the starting point for what the metaverse is going to become. That's why they fully changed their name from the get go. Now, the Quest devices have been pretty interesting over the past couple of years. I had the opportunity to use one when I was in university. We had a I did a virtual storytelling course. It was about like building stories in VR. And that was amazing. We use the Quest devices to do so. But now this Quest Pro is aimed at prosumers to actually be able to like create and work in this more advanced and expansive uh, environment that we necessarily haven't really explored as well uh, so far. So I think this is really, really cool. I did not know that they were trying to use it uh, to help make virtual office spaces because I 100% agree that's terrible. Like I can't sit in my room for more than like three hours without being like, okay, I need to get up and move and go work somewhere else. Like I'm getting bored. Yeah, dude, like my happiness level when I like have stayed home the entire day and like if I let's say I get caught up in work and I don't like go out for a morning walk and then the first time I leave is like 5 p.m. I feel like literally horrible. I feel so much better if I immediately get out and like I'm interacting with the world and I feel like moving directly to like virtual work is not going to be great. Oh, absolutely. I was like my parents have been giving me a a lot of uh, they've just been they've been kind of making fun of me and like teasing me a lot because I wake up in the morning and first thing in the morning I go and I go get coffee and then as of late because I've been lazy to make breakfast I've been getting up going to get coffee and then breakfast uh and I've been going to McDonald's too so it's not even healthy it's just like at this point I'm just going at it (laughs) anyway it's become a part of my routine because it's like I sit at home applying to jobs all the time and I'm not actually like doing much else so it's like my social interaction has gone to so little that talking to the same inside same McDonald's worker every single day like she smiles at me now she fully knows who I am (laughs) Like, like I showed up and she's like the regular and I was like, yeah, the regular. And she just like put out her, uh, put out the That's payment awesome. thing. I was like, okay, so I'm just known here now for getting the same thing every morning. 
That's but actually it hilarious. does make a huge difference. Like getting out into the world, starting my day. Like that's why I keep doing it. It's because I tend to not interact with too many people now during my day to day. Like coming from school to now home. And yeah, the transition period is wild, right? Like you go from hundreds of people to then like no one. And eventually you'll have a lot of people again, like when you're in an office and stuff. But yeah, if they move to this and you wouldn't. Yeah, this is literally going to be like, it's going to be, I imagine like I look at Avengers or like any type of Marvel movie where they had these like holographic kind of uh, virtual calls. And it was like no one was ever in the same room, but everyone could see each other as if we were already there, but it was holographic. So it also looked really sus. Like that's kind of how I see it. And it's like, you know what? Like I like to give people hugs when I see them. Maybe this is the Canadian in me, eh? Uh, Sorry, I had to make that Canadian. No. (laughs) But I like giving hugs. (laughs) Like like I would love to- No, me too. Yeah, I want to dap someone up, like give them a handshake, something or the other, and like physically interact with them and be like, hey, like nice to see you again. Like it's good to see you. Like that kind of level of person, like- that personal level of interaction I feel like is so important. And with something like this, it's a two-edged sword because we're looking at like an insane internal set of specs, like Snapdragon XR2 Plus processor. We're looking at 128 gigs of storage as well as 256 gig options. Like we're looking at like a lot, a lot of upgrades here where this is going to become a, this could become a very, very powerful virtual reality device. It's just whether or not this is going to be something that we're going to want to use as society or just how much is going to mess up the next generation yeah i agree i feel like anytime there's like these new technology innovations we really do need people that are thinking about the ethics and like the psychology aspects of it like i honestly think that any of these teams should have like a therapist or like a psychologist on staff to be like hey like here's what's actually going to happen if we launch this because like if we just innovate without like the intention of like how it's going to affect our lives feels like we'll be in a problematic situation and then on the other hand like this innovation is important because it could lead to for example doctors being able to like test out surgeries without having to actually perform them or like pilots being able to like go through a simulator so like i think that there are certain positives obviously with vr and ar but like there should be a limit is my like personal feeling on it no absolutely it, it makes it makes such a huge difference with i don't know the whole world like we're, we're going to this whole virtual age i was talking to a buddy about about this the other day where like all these kids are growing up right now, like these iPad kids, they have no social skills whatsoever because their entire first like 10 years of their lives, they're just sitting on an iPad playing games and watching content. That's crazy. Versus like when we were kids, like I was outside playing with a stick and I was using that stick to jam up a rock. And little did I know I was learning physics because I was learning about leverage. Like it's, the, it's like these small things that you learn when you're a kid, you're playing outside. Like the kids of the next generation, they're not going to experience nearly any of this. And if you go into any classroom now and you ask people what they want to be, it's like, I want to be an influencer. I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be, uh, I want to be on Netflix. Like I want to like, it's a lot more creative and it's less of like wanting to build something. And there's nothing wrong with being creative, but it's also like, there's a, I feel like there's going to be a whole gap of like engineers in the next 10 years. Like there's going to be such a huge need for engineers. And then we're also going to find engineers who are using Chegg to get through it all. And it's going to be a whole thing. Chegg bridge number three is going to go up (laughs) next year. Like who knows? Sorry, that's a whole little side rant in and of itself. And with that, I have to say, it's something I definitely didn't like to see in the news this week, um, that like this is kind of the future of where we're headed, this full virtual environment and full virtual interaction. I know I can't live like that. And I doubt, Jacqueline, I don't think you can live like that either. We, we need people. So much. Exactly. And wh- Dude, should we, do, should we do a stuff we like this week, though, like on a more positive note? Well, absolutely. That's what I was saying. That was something I did like this week. So let's talk about some stuff I did like this week. Yeah. All right, dude. Okay, so I have one, which I think the audience probably already knows because I got a lot of DMs. Um, and so I feel like the two things that most of the, like, the MBT community and probably the podcast community knows me by is Cold Brew and Taylor Swift. I feel like those are like the two things. And so I've been getting a lot of DMs recently, like, A, I tried Cold Brew because of you. And then B, when the new Taylor Swift album came out, I literally got so many DMs about it, like wanting to talk about it, which was so cute and wholesome. 
but the album is called Midnight's. It broke all of the records literally in 24 hours. Like it's the number one most sold album of the year. And on the Billboard top charts, all 10 songs, like all 10 spots are her songs. And it's really, really good. I'm like obsessed, actually. Interesting. Interesting. You haven't listened to it yet, right? I haven't, but I, 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 I met- You're the worst. Listen to it. Okay. Oh my God. Here, here's the thing, right? So like I told you a couple of weeks ago, I started seeing this girl, right? And she's like a huge Swift, Swifty. Like she's a huge Taylor Swift. No fan. way. Well, I don't know if she's a huge, she's somebody she really likes Taylor Swift. And I asked her if she okay. country music. She's like, oh, I love Taylor Swift. And I was like, okay, so you're a Swifty. You're not, you're not in the country. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. so with that being said, I was like, okay, so I need to start listening to some Taylor Swift because like, apparently Jacqueline's telling me she's really good. Now this girl's telling me she's really good. So I'm like, oh, shoot, maybe she is really good. I don't know. Dude, I like um, this girl. I'm a fan of this girl now. Well, and she, I feel like. she also loves New York. So, so clearly I think that yes, you guys, same there's so much energy. That. It's a new Yeah, we're literally, and she, doesn't she also like coffee? Yeah. No, no, she's a tea person. That was the oh what that was the red flag. Everyone listening, That's if tragic. you like coffee, you are green flagged as a person. If you like tea, red flag. Red flag territory. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting so hype about this. Uh, anywho, yes, I need to check out the new Taylor Swift album. I think that's- it's really good. There's like literary references. Sonically, it's amazing. The lyricism is really good, and it's completely autobiographical. It's so like the last two albums were like her just storytelling about things, but this one is again like actually about her life. So it's really, really good. It's very like, I feel like very confessional storytelling. I like it. I like it. I'm definitely gonna have to check that what out. What about you? Um, in terms of storytelling, I have one that I definitely want to recommend. And, and if, if you guys haven't seen House of Dragon, I've talked about it on like six episodes now. And and given that there's only 10 episodes out, this means it's a really, really, really good show. I just watched the season finale last night. And when I tell you I was blown away, I was blown. Like this is a worthy successor to Game of Thrones. Like absolutely unequivocally. Really? It is. Okay, I will also preface, it is gory, it is a mature, it has a lot of mature subject matter. So if you are under the age of 18, please do not watch this. And if you are someone who doesn't do well with gory content, please also do not watch this. Do not go watch it and tweet me being like, oh my God, Darsh, it sucked. I hated this. Oh my God, I'm scarred. I don't need to hear that. Um, yeah. This is, the, okay. this is the disclaimer. <laughs> but uh, I just thought it was incredible. The storytelling, the way that the production, the visual effects, everything. Like these are, it's about dragons, right? So you see like actually, like actual people riding dragons and it looks so realistic. And everything, the story is so well done. It's also like following a female and, uh, protagonist. Wait, protagonist is the main person, right? I always get this confused. Yes. Okay. Follows a female protagonist who's like trying to like take power in a time where a woman being in power is very, very, very unheard of. And, and not a very popular opinion in like in the show and like that time context. So it's very interesting to see how like she's dealing with all the power struggles as well as like like living her life and trying to like fulfill her duties in all these different aspects of her life. So I thought it was incredible. And if you ever did watch Game of Thrones and you liked it, you will love this. So highly, highly recommend. Amazing. I'm going to check that out. And we're going to be back next week with another tech episode, 7 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Eastern. Also, we do have a Twitter. So if you have like any episode recommendations and or feedback for us on the podcast, please let us know on there. Thank you so much to Adil Constantine for the incredible intro outro music. And we'll catch you next week. Catch you next week, 7 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Eastern. Bye.